What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, Austin, Del Rio, people up in Tyler, people in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. You're tuned in here to the Tuesday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, a.k.a. AKA Hardball Harge, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands spinning the one and twos. 1-800-707-9760 is your number to participate. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. And this first segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether they're auto, life, home, or renters. And he can find the cheapest rate out there for you because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That is Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Cry. If you know what you want to talk about, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. Anything that we discussed on yesterday's show, if you didn't have an opportunity to call and you want to parlay that over to today, feel free to do that. And anything that we're discussing on the docket today that you want to weigh in and give your opinion on, feel free to do that as well. We just ask you to be patient during the breaks and during the segments, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, don't forget, if you need to follow me on Twitter, it's at SportsGrind. If you need to follow Harge, it's at HardballHarge as well. And don't forget, we're streaming the show now live through Facebook. If you want to interact there, and we'll read the comments if they feel if they're appropriate and they, they fit the conversation at the time. Uh, you can go to the business page of Facebook of Sports Grind Entertainment LLC. And don't forget, you can now check the podcast out daily by going on the website at sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast daily. 1-800-707-9760. What's up, Harge? What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? All right, man. It's Tuesday. Not quite there yet to hump day, but almost. It's Tuesday. Mr. Clark? Man, I thought it was hump day earlier. Yeah, I got caught it's speeding. Like Wednesday. Yeah, but, I was uh, like, no, it ain't Wednesday yet, man. <laughs> but I'm ready to rock and roll, bro. Yeah, I hear you. Mr. Sams? What's up, fellas? Wait, How did you doing? say you got caught speeding? Well, he got speed. He thought it was Wednesday because he had texted me earlier. He's like, yo, man, are we doing hard knocks uh, uh, of life? I'm like, he's like, that's normally sounds like, what are you, uh, when is it on two? Oh, I thought today was Wednesday, man. I'm going to write an article. Yeah, I was, I was like, right. no, nah, man. It's yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so. Uh, but it's anyway. it down. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, all right, man. Mm-hmm. So we got some things to get to, of course, Tuesdays. We got some breaking news coming down here in the pipeline here in the last 20 minutes regarding to uh, Sean Payton. So we'll definitely dive into that. He's going to retire, as he says. You know, or is this a strategical move? We'll talk about that as well, too. I've got my opinion who I think is going to get the gig in New Orleans, uh, you know, but also that takes them out of the Russell Wilson running. Anyway, um, so that's one of the things I look at. So we got to talk about that. Uh, also, uh, NBA continues to roll on. Your Spurs are in action in H-Town tonight. It's like every time I look up, it seems like the playing the Rockets. I'm like, damn. Right, yeah. So it's Houston, you know, uh, that's on the road. And they, you know, they're coming off a few losses. But the other news in the NBA, uh, which things have kind of been moving slow, s- smoothly here and there, but – uh, is the Paul George news. There's reports out there that he's looking to contemplating of having elbow surgery that he would miss the rest of the season. And automatically that comes to my head. It's like, you know what, man, it, since, you know, like hard spotted, you know, Kawhi at the Rams game, playoff game, and everybody's out there. I'm like, you know what, Ballman and the guys, the owner, born Frank up there, Tyron Lou, it's obviously in the summer when Kawhi went down in the playoffs and, you know, his diagnosis, the injury he had hard. And now, you know, you're playing, they're playing young guys. It's obvious to me they agreed they're going to punt on this season. 
they just going to take a L this season and be like, hey, because I believe this is something that maybe Paul could play through if Kawhi was healthy and you're looking up right now and Clippers are right there with Golden State in the standings or Phoenix or whatever. But it sounds like to me they putting on this one, man. Yeah, this is this is one of those situations that we continue to talk about. And, you know, we keep talking about being old school, right? Back in the day, back in this day, back in my day, guys weren't missing games. Guys were playing through their injuries. Guys were doing things to continue to keep themselves on the floor. You know why? Because they were trying to get that dollar. Hmm. They were trying to do things. They were hungry. Now all these dudes got all this money, and I don't begrudge anybody because it's about the business and they want to do what they need to do. But now it just seems easier to sit out when before nobody wanted to get Wally pipped. That's a good point. Nobody wanted to lose their job. Everybody wanted to make sure that they were there and held accountable and being the the, the person that, hey, you know what? Don't worry about me. I'm going to be there. I'll be there no matter what. I may not be the best. I may not be at my full strength, but I'm going to do everything I can to help my team win because at the end of the day, it was all about let's go get this win and be champions. Now everybody got the dollars. Everybody's chilling. There's no urgency. And I'm not like, again, I do not begrudge anybody that is doing what they need to do for themselves. But at the end of the day, or if you're trying to win, are you helping them or are you hurting them? I, and he's not they're, – they're not even – players are not even showing up anymore. I, hey, you know, speaking from a former athlete as yourself, I mean, that's that's a hell of a take. I agree with you on that. I mean, you've been there and done that. But I, I do – and, of course, a lot of money, especially in the NBA, and like you said, the guarantee contract. I mean, this is what it is. Paul's got yeah. – I just looked at this. I'm like, you know – we, you know, I know we've talked about it briefly on the show because this city has ties to Kawhi previously. But if you look at the national landscape, no one's really even pressed the Clippers about, hey, what's the status of Kawhi? Could we see him at the end of the year? Could we see, is he out this year? Everybody's left it alone. And again, I know we hate it down here. We hate Uncle Dennis, okay, because we think Uncle Dennis just ruined a big thing and got us as a lottery now. But I got to get credit to Uncle Dennis and that squad because he's the only athlete I know in the major sports, all of them, the, and this day and day age of TMZ, a thousand million blogs, reporters, that that camp keeps things under tight wraps, and they and the Clippers and that ownership and Steve, they go along with it. It's like Fort Knox, okay? We don't want to play by these rules down here, okay? All right. Kind of gets us about 10 games, 12 games, under 500, four years later, five years later, still counting. We didn't want to play by those rules. But Uncle Dennis, man, <laughs> Uncle Dennis has it on lock. But beside that, we can move on. I just felt like, you know what? All right, that's it. Clippers have just tossed this season. Not saying they're tanking, but Paul, I think there's some like to Harge's points he could play through, but it's like, man, Kawhi ain't coming back this year. And they shouldn't rush him back. But this is just punt on the season. Tyron Lue would give you a pass. Let's get let's run it back in 2023. That that's pretty much what this tells to me if he's gonna get his uh elbow cut on. So what you gonna do? Now? How much longer can the Clippers just accept this punting on seasons? Because that's a fair you, question. You've got, you've got Paul George under a four-year contract, so he he's free agent eligible in in twenty twenty-five. Kawhi Leonard hasn't played a game yet this season, and when he has come out, he's still injured. So at what point do they kind of just sell high? We're looking at the situation we talked about with the Forty ers yesterday. You gave up a lot of assets to get him. You're not gonna get all. You're not gonna get all those assets back. 
But if well, you I wait can... another year or two for the in, either injuries to rack up or just age depreciation value, at what point do the Clippers just blow this, this up? This is what I'm gonna, how I'm going to answer that question. Two things. Number one, ain't nothing happening until that new arena gets built. That's number one. Okay, so ain't nothing. They can get, you can get cut on. Ain't nothing happening. Number two, I will say it definitely puts them behind schedule. They're behind from that big trade, that big decision. Is it the Lakers? Is it the Clippers? Is he staying in Toronto? From that point on, they are behind schedule. This puts them behind schedule. How long they're going to deal with it? Nothing. He's not getting arena with those two. I mean, he can get it and go pay. Lee. He got the money. He can do it. He's going to do it, but he needs those two dudes in that uniform, in that market, in L.A. Hey, look, Rams could be punching their ticket to the Super Bowl. So the Rams are about to maybe go bring home a championship. Dodgers Lakers are down as they are. You're already tired of sharing rent with them. Nothing's shaken up. But from the championship and what Kawhi went there for, as much as I've defended Kawhi, I will say they are behind schedule. That's the best way I can answer that. Also on the docket, which I we've got football. We'll get to Sean Payton. Um, also, Tom Brady spoke on his uh, Let's Go podcast to Jim Gray. Um, I'm going to tell you why I'm not buying everything that he's saying, the reasons why he's talking about now retirement. And you know my policy. If he's already thinking about it, he's halfway out the door. Uh, so we've got to talk about that. Also, speaking of the Rams, I think Odell Beckham can get the last laugh on Cleveland. And all the Cleveland fans are like, oh, he's done. He can't play. Yeah, it looked like he's playing now. It looked like it. maybe he wasn't a problem, okay? Uh, the, to the, the Alamo Browns backers out there, he could really go ahead and give you the middle one in uh, in traffic, in 5 o'clock traffic. He's going to the Super Bowl. He can just let the bird fly on you. But before we get there, okay, and we have the guy here to discuss this, we all knew this day was coming, okay, whether you're a casual passerby baseball fan or you're a seam head or diehard. And the day has come where we have reached the last – eligibility day and year on the Hall of Fame ballot of Mr. Barry Bonds, home run king, Mr. Roger Clemens, UT Zong, okay, and if I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, Mr. Kurt, Mr. Bloody Sock, which I really want to dive in with you, Harge. I mean, trust me. You know, he's had a bad reputation on this show just with some of the shady stuff Kurt's been in with the things he words and supports. And, you know, he's he's yeah. kind of out there, you know, hanging with that crowd. But I still want to dive in what's yeah. keeping him. But, Harge, we're here to this day, man, where this is it, bro. It's 10 years. It's up. How do we get here? And how bad is this for baseball? Well, it's it's pretty – common knowledge to how we got here true um, the steroid era and how everything kind of went through and i was part of that era okay i was part of that time i was drafted in 1990 i was on a major league roster for 1993 into 1994 so i was in big league camps from 93 on and so i've seen all these players play i've seen i was watching the game as a little kid watching Barry Bonds when he came up, Roger Clemens, obviously, Texas Longhorn legend, on the wall in the Hall of Fame at University of Texas. And those guys were Hall of Famers long before the steroid era. Now, it's part of baseball. And when people always pass judgment on this situation, who's to say that pitcher that was number 10 on the roster – wasn't taking steroids himself. He wasn't the front line guy. He wasn't the one that was everyone was talking about. 
because if you if you if you look at the game and the way it changed, baseball was about to lose all of its people. Baseball was on the downward spiral because of the strike. And what happened? Chicks dig the long ball. They started making commercials about this stuff. Yeah. And the commissioner at the time wasn't testing for steroids. The only reason why this even came out is because Mark McGuire had a bottle up in his locker that said Android. Andro, excuse me. And you sit there and people started questioning, oh, no wonder he's getting so big in this. Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. Steroids has never helped your hand-eye coordination. If you could hit, you could hit anyway. Hmm. Those guys, Barry Bonds was a 30-30 man long before that. You can go through his family history. He was going to be special. There, Roger Clemens worked his tail off. Some of these guys, and I'm not saying that they're above the law or whatever, right. but if there's something that's not illegal during that time, how are you punishing them for that? It may have been illegal in the eyes of the law, but in the laws of baseball, they were not testing for that. They were not giving, they weren't suspending players for that until they were doing more suspending for cork bats than they were for you taking illegal drugs. And it changed the way the game was. You remember that summer with Sammy Sosa and Mark McGuire? Everybody was talking about it. The the stands were packed. And if there was that many people that were mad yeah. at that, they wouldn't have been there. They wouldn't have been there. That, that, so that's regardless cool. of what it is, it's history. It's just like Pete Rose. You're going to tell me the all-time hits leader can't be in the Hall of Fame because of some rules that you had? And he told you, I did not bet on our games. Everybody's dabbled in a little betting. So when you start looking at some of the things that have happened, I personally have always said it's it's part of the baseball history. If you want to put a little wing in there, this is part of the steroid history. And go there, go there. But don't leave these guys out of the Hall of Fame because of your righteousness and you think they cheated the game. There's a lot of people that cheated the game. They were scuffing baseballs back in the day. Remember Phil Necro had a file in his pocket yeah. and they pulled it out. You know, oh, he wasn't crucified. Oh, that's that's not illegal. It ain't cheating. It ain't cheating. Really? That ball is dancing all the way up there. What you talking about? <laughs> you know, there's certain things that have happened, and I just wish that the holier-than-thou crowd would kind of move away from that situation. There's a lot of guys that have a lot of votes. There's a lot of guys that have been doing it. And I'm just like, some of y'all need to get y'all stuff pulled away from you because you're not really taking into consideration some of the things that were going. There were players back in the day that were playing on cocaine. Yeah. Like, what, are, what are you talking about? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean. Cocaine trials and all <laughs> you that. You can come yeah. in the clubhouse and get regular or let it. You know wow. what I'm saying? Which one you wanted wow. today? And if you didn't get in the clubhouse, you got the mascot out there and rode 112 and got it out right. there to fur. Yeah, to finish. Hey, look, okay. Exactly. So I that that's we've talked about this history on the show. You know, I remember Salam used to be on the show. You what you echoed is kind of what the what we've all bought into on this show, and I agree with you. Now, if I'm playing that devil's gaffer, the other thing, the other question I've got to you is. Is it only because speaking of him, which I don't think he's a Hall of Famer in my opinion, but it's Sammy Sosa's last year of eligibility too. 
But I don't think he, he's not a – I don't think Sammy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I think it is his last year of eligibility. But he's not, he didn't make the ballot. He didn't make yeah, the final Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, okay. So, but as part of this, everything you said is 100% right, Harge, and I agree with you. But part of this is it the fact that, look, out of football, basketball, hockey, out of the four major sports, this is the one that the purest of whether it's the writers, the historians that's write books on this game – the numbers and records mean more in this sport than any other sport times 10 or 20. Meaning like it even more, even though I'm a football guy and I'm an NFL guy, and sometimes we don't appreciate our past like they do in baseball, but even as big as football is, Russian titles, receiving titles, touchdown titles, all this stuff we're seeing come down from Penny Man is bringing it down, Drew Brees brought it down, and it is not even on the same scale as baseball numbers from hits to stolen bases to strikeouts to home runs. So is that part of that argument? Like, Hey, because it's the Holy grail, because we don't judge greatness in baseball based off of rings. Like we do another, it's really based off of what is your numbers at your position that you put up. So maybe is that part of the reason why it's like, look, we can't have it. Cause look, Rest his soul. We'll get into it more when we get back. But the late Hank Aaron, he let us know how he really felt about this, and sometimes with Barry as well, too. But I got some other questions. We got Mike on, too, but I got some other questions when we get back before we move this topic. You listen to the Sports Grind. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back. Ready for a real cocktail? Introducing new Zing Zang ready-to-drink cocktails in a can. America's number one Bloody Mary mix with vodka. Zing Zang margaritas, tequila included, and whiskey sours with real Kentucky bourbon. Ready for no one to have to bartend. Real cocktails, real ingredients, really good. New Zing Zang full-strength canned cocktails. Legendary taste, legendary day. Always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Harbaugh Harge here. Let me tell you about the great folks over at Cover 3. Doug Young and Matt Dotson had a vision of creating a restaurant that you can have the ultimate date night, happy hour with coworkers, or just wanting to hang out with your friends while watching sports. They have great food like Doug's Reuben, the best-selling Allendale salad, or my go-to, the Jerk Wings. They have chef specials that start on Thursdays and run through Sunday. The brunch is amazing over the weekend. Cover 3 is the place to be. Go to cover-3.com for more details. If you've been accused of a crime, you need trusted and aggressive representation. You need the LaHood Norton Law Group. Over 80 years of combined experience handling both federal and state cases. All of their lawyers are former high-level prosecutors who know the justice system from all sides. For a free consultation, 210-797-7700 or LaHoodNorton.com. Principal Office San Antonio, the LaHood Norton Law Group. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, 1-800-707-9760. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Tiger Sanitation. If you're looking for a job, they're always hiring. Great company to work for. They do a lot of stuff for the surrounding areas and local community as well. That is Tiger Sanitation, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, so... Before we go to the phone, leave this topic because I want to stay here for a little bit and we'll get into football. But, okay, Harsh, so if you had to put a percentage on it from being more personable and it's a more person thing, it's more of a – it's personal 
with these riders, or is it these people just saying, look, this is our sport. Our sport is holy grail when it comes to numbers. That's how we judge, you know, greatness. I mean, if you had to put a percentage of it, how much still, you just, yeah. And that's still fine. You can still hold those in those situations. But men lie, women lie, numbers don't. And if you go and look at those numbers, regardless of what the situation are, they're there. They ain't taking them away. And I understand the respect for all those people. But just like everything else, times change. Things change. Situations change. The game has changed. The way that everybody plays, the war, the things that the analytics, we've been talking about it in every doggone sport. It has changed the way this game has been played. So for all the purists out there that That's are holding point. grudges, it's ridiculous for you to sit there and say, oh, this, this, and this, and then all of a sudden, oh, this guy's not a great player because he hit 299 and his war was four, uh, four, 4.1. And then you go and look at somebody like, I saw a stat today that Joey Gallo hit 299, but his war over replacement, his wins over replacement, excuse me, was – better than Dante Bichette's. Dante Bichette was a better baseball player than Joey Gallo. <laughs> but in this day and age, in this day and age, Joey Gallo's looked at a, as a person of power. He strikes out too much. Because I remember, listen, if the strikeout was not part of my repertoire, I'd have played in the big leagues for 25 years. Hmm. But I struck out during that time. There were things that were different. I wasn't looked at as that type of player. They wanted me to be a guy that can hit gap-to-gap runs, steal bases, play good defense, hit some home runs every now and then, but more of a doubles and triples guy. But if I would but if I would have been my choice, I was trying to hit home runs every time anyway. Well, so you would rather played in this era. I mean, if it was just more just yeah. that. You never, you never fall below the middle. I'd have been a first-round pick this year. Did you ever fall below oh, the no, Mendoza? No, no. How long? How low did no, you go? Come on. I mean, I was below the Mendoza, <laughs> but not for the whole season. You know what I'm saying? It was cold in Illinois. You know what I'm saying? It's cold at the early years at the Midwest League. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Okay. I will look. I, 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 I'm ERA yeah. though. Hard. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. fight for. Him. I got a good ERA too. You got a good ERA. Okay. I fight for, him, but you know what? <laughs> I, I will tell you though. I can kind of a little bit justify Pete Rose, though. I, look, I know it's a whole time. And look, and I just feel because I just think Pete, Pete really did him in and the lying and that book. And I never forget going. I don't know if it was Diane Salter or whoever the hell he sat down with. And he finally, well, we all knew he was lying. Because the only thing I never believed him on, I'm like, look, I know guys that and partake. I think it was been, Barbara Walters. There you Barbara go. There Walters you go. Barbara Walters. There you go. Yeah. I know guys that partake in baseball betting, and that is a daily sport you go in. I'm thinking like, Pete, if you were in the club, like there's no way I believe you didn't bet on your team. Now, the question is you bet against them in this whole thing, but bet, but that's that's one of those that we know, the White Sox scandal, the whole thing, that's the holy like, no. But when it just comes down to being named or grouped into this, you know, um, but the next question is before we move on from this, is first of all, in your eyes, Harge, is Kurt Schilling is is he is he Hall of Fame? In your eyes, forget the personal thing of what some people feel, Kurt. Kurt yeah, Kurt's yeah, 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 yeah. Suspect yeah. things, but is he really Hall? Because in my opinion, Sammy Sosa's not. I know he didn't even make the belt, but he's not. Hell, I don't really even think. I mean, to be honest with you, I mean, 
Mark McGuire, is he really a home? I mean, is he really an all of famer? If you really look at the numbers, I've had these discussions before, but let's stick with the guy that's the uh, Kurt Schilling. Is is he a Hall of Famer? What's keeping him out? I mean, he hasn't been linked to steroids or whatever. Is his personal stuff? Some of his opinions he's had over the years? Oh, it's definitely personal for Kurt. I okay. mean, it's definitely personal for Kurt. I mean, okay. he's just that dude. He's not a nice person, as some would like to say. Right. You know, he just kind of, you know, kind of rolls the way he wants to. But that's the same thing they said about Barry Bonds. Barry Bonds didn't have a good relationship with the media, so people hold that against Barry yeah. Bonds. Yeah. It's not only the home run stuff. I mean, uh, steroid stuff. It's the... The conversations that Barry didn't want to have with people, which to me, I mean, Bill Belichick gets away with it every week. So why are we holding these players to a different standard as well? I mean, Mm -hmm. there's so many there's so many falses. But going back to what uh, Kurt Schilling is, he was more of a bigger game pitcher, right? Like he was doing things in the postseason that most weren't Uh, during his regular time. He wasn't always I mean. Is he a Hall of Famer? I could see why he would be, but I could also see why he wouldn't. And I know okay. that sounded like I'm talking out both sides of my mouth, but it 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 truly is. It depends on what you're controlling as the that. standard for what that you know what that Hall of Fame number is. If we're gonna always go with people's postseason, there's a lot of guys that didn't have great regular season that got had unbelievable postseasons. Right. So we can't always use that as the 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 judge and the jury. But I think Kurt Schilling has done a lot of things in his career that would warrant him to be that fringe guy. It depends on who you would take over him and who you would take out. I got what well. you're saying. And who depending is, on the way that those numbers are going. And who is the next the question I had in the docket too before we move on, who is the next group that's gonna get that team that's on the verge or just starting halfway there? We predict we'll get there. Who's gonna be the next group that's gonna have the 10-year tag on them? That the expired tag. The first one comes to my mind. Is probably going to be the guy that's been trying to make rounds to review his image, okay, even putting up with J-Lo, is A-Rod. But the thing that I think is bad yeah. for A-Rod, Harge, is the thing that makes it bad for A-Rod that's separate from your take from Barry, Roger, and whoever it was, A-Rod, he popped twice after the whole, after they were tested, after we knew the <laughs> rules, and A-Rod sitting down there in his 2020 like, Come on. I'm going to go. He went on Howard Stern. I'm going to go after that guy. They, they, they hate me. He was on he, Michael K. Yeah. He was fighting he was, with people. He wanted arguing. to physically fight somebody. Yeah. And he just said, and he's been more <laughs> candid by now, but he's the one that really screwed us. So I was like, bro, man, we already, everybody already robbed the bank, man. You turn it back to the scene of crime. We got yeah. new, you know, we got feds and everything out. You trying to still say, oh, Amy, A Rod is the yeah. one that comes on my mind. He's the next one that will go on that 10 year. Tenure list. Who is what? What's the deal with uh, Gary Sheffield? Gary Sheffield is one. He's on the. He's on his eighth year on okay, the ballot. Gary, you know, forgot about Gary. You, you sit there and you look at, yeah, Billy Wagner, Scott Rowland. Those are guys I played against. Those guys. Those guys were unbelievable baseball players. And again, what are we judging this on? What is the criteria? And I really wish. Tonight, I'm going to be paying like a lot of attention to some of these people that come out and talk about who they voted for, why they voted for them. And I think every single person who votes should have a reason why they don't vote somebody in. I think it wow. should be detailed on wow. why you shouldn't. Because you gotta you got to get away from your biases and the way that you look at it. And if these guys are seriously just looking at the numbers— and looking at what these guys were in their era, there's no way Roger Clemens 
and Barry Bonds or not. They were both the most dominant people in the game during that time. Before steroids, after steroids, during whatever, those dudes worked their tails off at their craft. So like I said before, it don't make you have better vision. I know that most of the time they say it's going to ruin your eyesight. Everything ruins your (laughs) eyesight. But at some point, you're going to have to give these guys that credit for what they have done for the game, when they did it, and how they did it because of the fact that the rules were different during that time. Like you just said, A-Rod got popped after they set the precedent. Mm. That's on A-Rod. Yeah. You know, you said a person that's making the rounds. Big Poppy. Everybody. Oh, Big Poppy. Oh, yeah. yeah. We go. Yeah. You Big Poppy. Oh, he's our guy. He's Mr. Clutch. He's D-H. this. Oh, he's fun. He likes to. Yeah. He's the DA. Didn't even play a position half the time. But at the end of the day, was he good for the game? Absolutely. People loved Big Poppy. But he would have some dirt on him, he too. He was linked I mean, to some investigations, so right? Di- okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Manny Ramirez, another guy that I played against in double A. That dude was the best pure hitter I had ever seen in my life. People ask me that all the time. Who's the best hitter you ever played against? Manny Ramirez. How old was he? 17 years old, pulling balls all over the place and making it look simple. Hmm. Manny was an unbelievable baseball player. His numbers shock you if you really go look at them, how impressive they are. Because we get caught up with the old Manny being Manny and – you know, going to use a restroom yes, and the the all this stuff and, and all, all that. that. Yeah. Okay, so the other last thing is, um, you know, in regards to, correct me if I'm wrong, to let the listener know now, because I was listening to Tim Kirchham, and there is a special committee that after you expire, mm-hmm. in this 10 years, you know they're not getting the percentage required, so then you go in the pool of this special committee. And the thing is the owner, now the talk is, what this committee is going to do. But Tim Kirch would say, hey, but people realize this committee is harder sometimes than the damn voters is. So, I mean, the voters that have this, the the personal committee exemption that these guys could get, it comes down to that group that sometimes they're even more hard than the voters. But the one thing I was saying, I've said this forever, I I believe the one, to me personally, I would say a 5%, I think 10%, it bothers Barry Bonds deep down or whatever. I mean, he's got the Holy Grail record, okay? Out of all the groups we're talking about, I think it 120% eats Roger Clemens up and keeps him up at night. I can tell the way he walked through the state capitol with a Starbucks coffee, just saying, Congressman, hey, hey, how you doing? You want to sign this? He was on a mission that day thinking he could debt it. I think out of all the guys, Harge, in my opinion, it, it's – I think Alex Rodriguez is going to accept his fate. He gets it. He's made a ton of money. He's trying to reband his image. I mean, hell, he even put up with J-Lo's ass for, for a couple of years to try. Hey, I'm dating <laughs> J-Lo. That's not a bad guy. But look, out of all of them, bro, I think it eats Roger up. I think it keeps him up at night, man, because I think that means so. Kurt Schilling, I think he's been vocal, said, oh, if they don't think I'm all, screw them. They don't have to put me in. I think that's maybe screams like, ah, oh, you care a little bit maybe. But Roger, it's going to bother Roger. If he don't ever get in, it's going to well, bother him. I mean, you think about it. You think about it, man. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into this game, man. And it wasn't always about the Hall of Fame, but you know you got the numbers. Right. You know you have the ability to be in there and you're deserving, especially because some of the guys that are in there, you dominated and and got them out, and now they're in different places and things like that. Yeah, I mean, if I'm Roger, it would eat at me or Barry. I'm, it's eating at me too because 
The game would not be the same without me in it. He was a 30-30 guy. He was a guy that could steal 30 back. He was a gold glover. Dude was a ball player. And, and it's one of those situations to where if those writers really just said, okay, I'm going to look at Barry, pre-steroid, his numbers are better than some of the people that are in there. Even pre-steroid era. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. He was just that talented. Hmm. So, and again, you don't know who he was up against. That guy that was pitching, that might have been on roids, but he wasn't in the limelight. You know, the, he wasn't that main guy. There the, were backups that were taking steroids. You know, the crazy thing about it is, is that we had somebody tweeted, but now we're to the point, and the, what I just said a couple segments, a segment ago, it's the holy grail of sports that pay attention to numbers. But now we're to the point that we don't have the all-time hits king, the leading all-time home runner, and the leading Cy Young person, which I didn't even really realize yeah. that with Roger Clemens, he got the most Cy Young. I'm like, damn. Oh, yeah. Because what Kirchham said, like, dude, I because he, I, I've got respect for Tim Kirchham, and he, I've listened to him for a decade say, look, Barry Bonds has got the best swing. I, he's the best that I've seen do it. And Tim Kirchham ain't no spring chicken. He's covered this game and seen a lot of ball players. But yeah. he also lastly said that Roger Clemens might be the best pitcher in my life. I start thinking, like, wait a minute, man. I know Roger's rocket, man, but is he the best? But then when you tell me he's got, what, seven Cy Youngs or eight? He's got seven. Yeah, right behind. Go ahead, Arch. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say he has seven Cy Cy Young Awards. Mm -hmm. All right, and then you look at – we talk about the three different careers of Tom Brady that he's had. You could break down Roger in the 80s, Roger in the 90s, and Roger in the 2000s. So for three 10-year careers – each one of them, I think you can make it make an argument for him to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it's, it, it, it bothers him. I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll see what the committee does. And we've always said that maybe these guys got to die off. I mean, no, not try to be funny or nothing, but just get a new different generation of blood to study this and ask questions like, why are these guys not in if this is all about the numbers? Uh, coming up on break here. I played, we'll, I played yeah, just before we go, yeah, right go before ahead. we go, um, I played Triple A. I played a game in AAA with Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens was the starting pitcher. He was down for a rehab start. Okay. I didn't know Roger like that. I wasn't around him that much like that. That dude came in and worked his butt off for a rehab start before the game, during the game, and after the game. So when people always talk about, well, I don't know uh, if he deserves it, you've never been around that man when he's working. You know what I'm saying? Everybody sees the pitching on the mound and all that stuff. What people don't see, all the hard work that those guys put in in between games, in between at-bats, in between their lives. And they put that grind in even while they're making that money. Good point. When we get back, we'll get to Fernando wants to talk questions on the Hall of Fame. We'll get to Mike's phone call. Also, get to Brady. Is he telling all the way the truth to Jim Gray? Also, if you are John Lynch, what are you doing with Jimmy G if he basically leads the 49ers to the Super Bowl in the situation there are, we'll talk about that. You listen to the Sports Crime. Today's show is being presented by HazelSkyOnline.com. We'll be back.